Amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. God bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, you are so blessed that I'm sitting right next to you today. How many really believe that? One. Okay, praise God. Well, good morning, everybody. It is, it is a privilege to be here today. I'm so excited to be here uh, with you today. I, I talked to Pastor uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was sharing with me that uh, he would be with the youth group in Tennessee, and um, he was looking for somebody to maybe fill in for his service today. And I said, well, I'm going to be in Atlanta. Uh, yesterday, I was in Atlanta, Friday and Saturday, in meetings there. And um, I said, on my way back, I would be more than happy to stop by and have church with your folks. And uh, he had the nerve to say, well, let me think about it. <laughs> then he called me back later and said, that'd be great if I could do it. And I was honored to do it. I want to tell you something, though, that's real exciting, is that when we had our Church of God prayer conference uh, last week, during prayer conference, the Lord spoke to me and gave me the exact message to preach for you today. He gave me a message. I said, Lord, are you, are you sure you want me to preach that message? He said, that message is needed for this church in the hour. And I'm excited about the message I got for you. And just look at your neighbor and say, he might be preaching right at you today. I got a feeling he might be preaching right at you today. Amen. Mr. Percussionist, don't go nowhere. Just hang on tight, okay? I want to talk a little bit just for a few moments. What I, I, I want to say something about the atmosphere here this morning. Thank God for the presence of the Lord here today. Anthony and the praise team done such a great job leading us in worship. And uh, is it Pastor Jason that was here a moment ago? Pastor Jason, uh, what, a, what a heart of humility that he has. What a spirit of humility that he has. You know, anybody gets up and starts crying when you talk about the goodness of God, you've got a good spirit about you. And, of course, I've, I've known that about Jason. I've known Jason for a long time. And for those of you that don't, maybe don't know who I am, I'm probably Brian's best friend in the whole world. We're best buddies. We kind of grew up together. We've been in ministry together. Well, we've, we've been through a lot together, and, and we are great friends. We confide in each other, pray for each other, lift one another up in prayer, and it's always good to have a, a friend. And I can tell you in honesty that if you, if, you have, if you have more than three true friends in the whole world, you're doing really well. It's hard to find a friend. The Bible said to be friendly, uh, in order to have friends, you must show yourself friendly, right? The problem with that is, is that it's hard to find people that you can trust. They want to tear you down all the time, right? If you share something and say, man, I had a hard time and I gave in to temptation or I did this or did that, uh, we want to spread the word. Oh, let me tell you what I heard about him the other day. And the Bible declares to us that that is a sin to do that. One of the things that God hates is gossip. Did you know that? That's one of the things that God hates. He hates people that talk about one another. The Bible said to lift up one another. And Pastor Jason was sharing that with us in lifting one another up and blessing one another and encouraging one. Mama always said, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing. Right? But the Bible teaches us to encourage, exhort one another and to lift one another up. And, we, and as Pastor Jason said, we live in that day and age where this world is corrupt. There's so much evil and so much hurt in this world. People don't care about one another. There's no consideration among people anymore. 
And it's sad to live in that society. And that, that spirit has tried to overtake our church as well. We, we've, we've fallen into that trap where even church people aren't very friendly anymore. We're, we're distanced. You know, man, when I was a kid going to church, we went to church about four days a week. And we stayed till 11 o'clock. There was no such thing. Well, our kids have school. We gotta, we're not coming to church. They got school. We got to get them in bed early. That was our bed. We slept on the pew, under the pew. We got under when the shouting started. Anybody remember those days? Amen. But church is different today. But people are not different. We're not different. We're still the creation that God created us to be. And I want to share something with you before I get started today. Is that I, and I find this interesting. Years ago, this might have worked. Church used to grow on what happened from the altar to the baptistry. People love to come to church to hear the word of God, to hear good music, good entertainment, good preaching, good singing. People would pack churches out years ago to be entertained by the word of God and by good singers, right? Sure they did, but that is gone. Sad to say that is gone. Churches no longer grow from the altar to the baptistry. Churches grow from the altar to the exits. You can have the best preaching in the world. You can have the best music and entertainment on the, on the platform today. But if there is not hospitality, love, and courtesy from the altar to the doors, people won't come back anymore. They love to feel welcome. They love to be encouraged. They like to have a good parking space. They like clean bathrooms. They like nice nurseries. They like good teachers and good classrooms to go to. Amen? Now, I hate to say it, but I'm pastoring to you, and I love to pastor. I've been doing it almost 40 years. But I, I, I got to tell you, if a church is not moving and growing, it's simply because the people in the pews aren't doing their job. Sheep beget sheep. Somebody bath. Amen. Sheep beget sheep. You ever wonder why? There's how many, how many knows? Let's let's just confession is good for the soul. How many know people, whether it's family members or friends, you don't even like to go to their house because they're not friendly. Or when you go over, they talk about people all the time. You just don't like to be around that. Church is the same way. You get in there and all you hear is about problems, situations, trials, how bad things are. They don't want to come back to that church. They want to come back to where there's something exciting to be that awaits them. Come on, shout amen. Dear God, don't die yet. I ain't started. That's good teaching right there. Amen. Praise God. The Bible teaches us that we need to lift one another up, encourage one another, bless one another. And I, I don't know about you, but I enjoy that once in a while to be encouraged. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Everybody likes to hear, hey, you look good today. You smell nice. What's that perfume you're wearing? What's that cologne? Amen. Nice haircut. Praise God. Hello. Are you there? Amen. Praise God. You got to smile even if you forgot to brush your teeth. Smile. Even if you left your teeth at home, smile. People love excitement in the house of God. Amen. Praise God. Well, my name's Pastor Webb. 
And I'm so excited to be here today. I, 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 I had a friend of mine or one of my members come into my office uh, last Sunday and uh, stuck his head in there before church. He said, Pastor, how are you doing today? I said, Brother, I am so excited about being here today. I can't hardly wait to preach. And he looked at me and he said, Pastor, you know what? I wouldn't want a pastor that wasn't excited about preaching today. I'm excited about the Word of God. I'm excited because God has given me a word for you today. Somebody is going to leave here totally different. You're battling a spirit in your life that if you're not careful, it's going to destroy you. But I believe God has sent me by today to bring you victory and hope in your despair. Some of you might not even realize that it's going on, but it's going on. But God's going to give you peace and joy over it. You believe it? Shout amen. Anybody like old southern gospel music? Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry. He'll answer by and by. And when you feel a little prayer for turning, then you'll know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Come on, help me. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry. He'll answer by and by. And when you feel a little prayer will turn in, then you'll know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. I may have doubts and fears. My eyes be filled with tears. But Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to him in prayer, because he knows my every care. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry. He'll answer by and by. find a little talk with Jesus makes it right help me now it goes like this this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me oh this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away Oh, this love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this love that I have, hallelujah, the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. This peace that I have, this peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take away this love. Sing it, church. Oh, this love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. 
Anybody got the power of the Holy Ghost? Oh, this power that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This power that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This power that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world. I want you to turn around, shake some hands. Come on now. Tell them this love that I have. Come on. The world didn't. Come on, two or three people. This love that I, if you don't do it, they'll think you ain't got no love. This love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Take it away. One more time, this love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Come on, church, give him praise in the house today. Hallelujah! This love that I have, this joy that I have, this peace that I have doesn't come from the world, but it comes from the Lord. Amen? Thank you so much. You may be seated. Give our percussionist a hand. There he is back there. Amen. He did a pretty good job back there, didn't he? Amen, amen. I am, I am so delighted to be here today, and I, of course, want to thank Pastor Matthews and First Lady Renee and Destiny, sweet Destiny. I heard she got turned sweet 16 this week, past week or so. Oh, Lord, how many would love to be 16 and know what you know now? <laughs> sweet 16, and, and Brother Jordan, bless his heart. Um, Went to Bible college at the same time my son went, my youngest son went, and, and back here working with you folks. And so proud of Jordan and working with the youth there in Tennessee today. I just pray God's blessings on them today and pray that God just encourages them and gives them safe travel. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to the book of Ephesians. I'm reading from the book of Ephesians chapter 4. A very familiar passage of scripture, and I, I, I got to tell you, I, I can't, I cannot remember the last time that I preached this passage of scripture, but the Lord has breathed it into my spirit today, and I want to share it with you. It's, some, it's for somebody in this room today. Somebody's going to leave here blessed by the hand of God today, if you'll let him do it for you. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. If you're there, shout amen. All right, if you're not there, say, I'm still looking. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. 
The Bible said, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Are you with me? Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Verse 27 said, neither give place to the devil. I want you to look at verse 32. But be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Can you already see that this service has already been lined up with the music, the testimonies, and now the scripture about being kind to one another? It's hard and difficult to be kind to one another if you're mad at somebody, if you're angry about something. Verse 26, let me kind of explain these verses to you before I preach a little bit. And I honestly don't know how much preaching I'm going to do as I am talking with you because I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. You know, he mentioned, we sung the, the song a while ago about Jesus. There's something about that name. When you don't know what to say, when you don't know what to pray, when you don't know where to go, just say the name Jesus. Demons tremble at that sound, the sound of that name. Jesus, there's power in that name. There's healing in that name. There's victory in that name. There's joy in that name. There's peace in that name, the name of Jesus. But I want to use this as a subject this morning entitled anger, flat out anger, anger, shout anger. Anybody ever been mad at somebody? Anybody ever been mad at something? If you probably drove to church today, you got mad before you got here. Anger is a very dangerous spirit that can rob a lot of blessings in your life if you're not careful. In Ephesians 4 and verse 26, the Bible said, be angry. That term angry means impulse or having a desire or disposition. Don't allow that spirit of impulse or desire or disposition Control you. Do not allow that spirit to take control and sin not. The Bible said that we can be angry but sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That word wrath means extreme anger. It really doesn't compare with the term anger but extreme anger. Most of the time in the word of God the word wrath does not mean anger, but it means something more powerful than that. When you read through the Word of God, the Bible talks about the wrath of God will fall upon man. It's more than anger. It's more than anger against sin. It's the wrath of God, the punishment of God that God will disperse in the end times. I'll talk more about that maybe in the second hour of this message. How many are going to stay? Two of you. All right, great. I only need two, right? Where two or three are gathered, there I am. Don't get nervous. I won't do that. Verse 27 said, neither give place to the devil. Satan always wants to try to take control. But the apostle is telling us, give Satan no room whatsoever. Don't even give him a foothold. In fact, 
Don't even give him an opportunity to come in on the situation and make matters worse. Give no place to the devil. Don't give him any opportunity. Don't leave the door unlocked for him to take hold to make matters worse. Then in verse 32 again it said, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Be quick to forgive. Now, a lot of people have trouble with this. Some people have looked at me and said, Preacher, I'll forgive them, but I'll never forget it. Then you've never forgiven them. That spirit still has a hold on you. But the Bible says, be quick to forgive, so quick that it's as Jesus forgave you. How many of you asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins? How many of you felt it took a few days to get that taken care of? No, sir. When the Lord heard me say, forgive me, my sins were washed by the blood of the Lamb. He had forgiven everything I had done, everything I had said. It was under the blood and all was well. Amen? Do you remember that day when the Lord set you free? Amen. And now the apostle is telling us that as Jesus forgave you as quickly as he forgave you, we are to forgive people who have sinned against us and have done wrong towards us. The book of Ephesians is a book about all about putting off the old man and putting on the new. I, I got to bounce when I say that. I love that right there. It's all about putting off the old man and putting on the new. Paul said in other scriptures in the New Testament that when you come into a relationship with God, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You are now a new creation. You no longer are going to say the things you used to say, do the things you used to do, go to the places you used to go. Everything is going to be changed. People are going to see a difference in your life because you've came into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But you have to admit that we're living in a day and age where churches no longer preach that or believe that. Young people believe they can say and do whatever they want to do, live any way they want to live, and it's all accepted in the church. Come on, help me now. I'm just preaching to you what the Word of God says. There's no conviction anymore in the house of God. We've got couples that live in sin they won't get married. We've got young people that are having children out of wedlock and they'll still come in and act like nothing is ever wrong in their life. Churches today have to, when we take in membership, we have our membership classes in the church of God and we're supposed to do a protocol and go through all of that and more and more pastors are recognizing there are couples in their churches with the same name are two different names, but the same address. Red flag. Hello. But yet they want to be a member of the church. The Bible tells me that you're supposed to be married if you're living together. Oh, it's getting quiet in here. We don't like to hear preaching like that anymore, but we need preaching like that. My mom and dad set the example of what a Household should be a godly household. My mom and dad raised seven children. I was the best of all of them. I was also the baby. 
My dad, my mom and dad raised four, four daughters and a son. And at the age 50, me and my twin brother come along. Could you imagine being 50 and having twin boys? I'd shoot myself. But they raised us in the house of God and in the fear of God. And I never once ever heard my parents talk about separating or divorcing or leaving one another. Never in my lifetime. There have been many days that in my marriage, and I've been, I'll be married this April 36 years. There have been times that we've, been ha- we've, went, we've went through some tough times. Divorce, never thought about it much. Murder, often. But there's no conviction in the house of God anymore. And the Bible tells us throughout the book of Ephesians, putting off the old man and putting on the new man, removing sin and putting on righteousness, a new creation, a new man, a Christ-like spirit is now in you. This is the only way that you can live in peace with God. But the spirit of anger takes control in our lives. The only anger that's ever allowed in the word of God is the anger of righteousness. Righteous anger. All other anger is the result of the old man and must be put off. We must allow the Holy Spirit to control our emotions. That's one of our problems. We don't allow the Spirit to control us. Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I'm going to give you a comforter who will help you do what is right. Not just give you powers to talk in tongues and run and dance the aisles. That wasn't what the Holy Ghost was all about. The Holy Ghost was to give you power to live right, to act right, to talk right. To witness power to do what was right. Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power, more power than the enemy. But I'm telling you, the church has lost its power. And some of us has lost that power because of a spirit of anger that is in our life that we can't let go. The Bible tells us a story in John chapter 2 where Jesus set this example of righteous anger when he went into the house of prayer and ran out the money changers. Let me read it to you in John chapter 2 and verse 13. The Bible said, And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves, and the changers of the money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, He drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables. Boy, that was some church service, wasn't it? Verse 16 said, And said unto them that sold the doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Can I tell you, it wasn't so much what they were doing that was wrong. It was how they were doing it that was wrong. The Bible said that when Jesus walked in, that he saw the doves that were locked up in a cage. 
You see what these men tried to do, the dove is a representative of the Holy Spirit. And what they tried to do was lock up the Spirit of God and the power of God and take control of the house of prayer. Sounds like the church today. And Jesus was angry because of that act of the church. So angry that he took the time to go out and make a whip and come back and swing that thing around and run people out and kick the tables over. Not sure many joined the church that day. But with his anger towards the spirit of Satan, he made his case very well known. Anger is the strongest feeling of annoyance and displeasure and hostility. I'm going to say that again. I'm talking to somebody in this room. Anger is the strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. Anger is said to be the strongest of all passions of the world. Did you hear what I just said? Anger is to be the strongest passion of all the world. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Uh, you might be thinking of all the passions there are in the world. Actually, according to psychologists, there are only two passions in the world. The kind of passion that you should follow and the kind of passion you should not follow. But it is the strongest passion, anger. Anger has destroyed families. Anger has destroyed homes. Anger has destroyed churches. Anger has destroyed businesses. Anger has brought down cities and nations. Anger has destroyed more men than you can even think about. Anger is a very dangerous spirit in the child of God. You say, Pastor, is it possible to be a child of God and have this spirit of anger? Oh, yes, absolutely. But it will destroy your relationship with God and destroy the anointing of God that's in your life. Can I tell you that ministering in some prisons around this country that there are more men and women that are incarcerated in our prisons and the only reason they're there is because they made a decision on the act of anger at the last moment and did something that ruined their life. And they're sitting in prisons now with no hope, no joy, no peace because of one act, decision that was made out of anger. That if they had it to do all over again, they wouldn't be where they are. How many things have we done in anger that we wish we how many family members don't even speak to us today because we did something in anger how many family members do we not speak to because they did something to us in anger how many church people don't even come back to church because there was a spirit of anger and discord among the body how many people have lost their joy and their peace because of the spirit of anger. From the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, anger has pulled many men down to their destruction. Anger. Let me just give you a couple of them. In Genesis chapter 
2, the Bible tells us of the story of Jacob and Esau. Esau hated his brother because of the blessing his father gave Jacob. Hated him. Spirit of anger. I love this story in Genesis 28. I kind of chuckled when I went over this one because it reminded me. It just, just, it, if you're married, you know what I'm talking about. Rachel had a desire to have children. And she goes to her husband, Jacob, and says these words. Give me children, else I die. Remember that story? I wonder how many of us thought that, and then after we had the children, we wish we were dead. Give me children, or I'll die. She says that out of anger in her spirit. The Bible actually talks about in Revelations chapter 11 that when the day comes of God's wrath, that nations will be angry against one another because they know that the wrath of God is soon to judge them. Angry. The spirit of anger. I don't know that I've ever seen so many angry people in my life as there is in this world today. It might be okay outside in the world. But brother, I want to tell you something. Anger has no business in the house of God. It has no business. You might be here and you've lost your complete joy and you know it because you're carrying a spirit of anger in your life. I got to tell you something. The last two days I have driven nearly 1,400 miles and I've seen some anger. I've seen some anger. Anger doesn't pay. I've seen one individual and their anger in a nice Mustang put the floor, put the pedal to the floor, and he decided he was just going to leave everybody in the group that was blocking him in. And when he made his move, he took off. About 10 miles later, I passed him with blue lights sitting behind him. He's probably thinking, man, that one act of anger cost me 150 bucks. I wonder how much money anger has cost you. Think about it. Anger will, will bankrupt you if you let it. I, I, I just sat down and prayed and asked God to help me with this. And, and I said, Lord, I, I know that your word will always accomplish that you sent it to do. And it will never come back void. And I give you honor and glory. If it just touches one heart in this room today, I give God all glory and praise for it. But I've never seen so much anger. Husbands are angry with their jobs and wives are angry with their lifestyles and children are angry with their parents. My God, how many saw last week on the news that there was a boy that sued his parents because he didn't ask to come into this world? He literally filed a lawsuit against his parents because he said, I didn't ask to come into this world. You brought me into this world, and now I've got all this hardship. I'm suing you. Are you kidding me? 
I got to tell you, that if that was my boy, I'd have looked at him and said, you know what, son? You're right. I brought you into this world, and I'll take you out. But that's the kind of ignorance of anger that's in this world. Husbands are angry. Wives are angry. Children are angry. School teachers are angry because they want more income. Widows are angry because God took their spouse away from them. Pastors are angry at church members. And church members are angry at pastors. And seniors are angry because they're getting old. And young people are angry because they can't do nothing till they get old. Everybody's angry. There's a spirit of anger all around us. And anger can develop serious health problems, my friend. You wonder why you don't feel good? Check your anger gauge. Anger will bring difficult health problems. It will bring you high blood pressure. It will have an effect on your entire nervous system. It will bring anxiety. It will bring depression. The spirit of anger. That's why the apostle said, give no place to the devil. It will kill you. The spirit of anger. He said, be angry and sin not. And I wanted to stop by and just tell you, don't let your anger rob you of the blessings of God in your life. Anger. I want to ask you a question. Who are you angry with? What? are you angry with? Why are you allowing it to control you? Why are you allowing it to take the joy of the Lord? The Bible said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Not anger. The joy of the Lord. I don't know who this little sermonette was for today. All I know is God breathed it on me and said, I want you to speak these words at this church service today. There might be one. I know there's got to be one. There might be many. But I'm telling you, my friend, that if you're burdened by a spirit of anger, something that's happened years ago, let it go. Let it go. I've seen family members not even speak to one another for years over the dumbest situations. Silly things. Well, he came to my house one day and took something that belonged to me and he gave it to me and he took it and said he never gave it to me and he took it back and I'm mad about it. What? Who cares? Where's it going to go when you're dead anyway? Let it go. As a child of God, you need, to, you need to call that son up or that daughter up or daughter-in-law or son-in-law or aunt, uncle, grandparent, whoever it might be and say, you know what, I want to confess something to you. I've been mad at you for a long time. And I've realized today that until I get rid of this anger, I'm never going to get peace in my spirit. And I want you to know I'm going to let it go today. It will change your life. 
Pastor Jason said when he was receiving the offering, when he made that comment about being good to people and blessing people, he said, how many of us had an opportunity to do it, but we were afraid they might reject us? That's just a trick of the enemy. You'll, you'll be surprised of who might look at you and say, I'm glad you said that to me. I'm glad you said that to me. I've been waiting for you to say that to me. And I'm telling you, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Let's stand together. I feel the convicting spirit of God, and I want God to do what he has to do in your hearts. Father, I can't change the hearts in this place, but only you can. Father, I don't know the individuals that are here that are carrying hurt and anger, and they've been blinded by it, they've been robbed by it, they've lost the joy. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, touch now, I pray. Let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding rest in our spirits. My friends today, my brother, my sister, I don't, I don't know who you are, but there's somebody you need to let go of the spirit of anger and let God bring peace into the situation. I'm going to do something maybe you don't normally do, and you may not even be comfortable in doing it, but I hope you do. I'm going to ask everybody in this room that if you're, if you're capable of doing so, I want you to come join me down front. Every one of you, I want you to come, and we're going to pray for one another that God will release any anger, any hurt that's in our spirit. And can I say this, that if you're here and the person that's here that you're angry with, I want you to get ready to love on them and let God touch them. Reach out, touch the Lord as He goes by. Hallelujah. You'll find He's not too busy. Hallelujah. To hear your heart cry, oh, he's passing by this moment, hallelujah, all your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. Come on, lift your hands and thank him now. Oh, reach out and touch the Lord. Father in heaven, take this spirit of anger that's in me. Lord, I'm so sorry for carrying it. I'm so sorry, Lord. Let me find forgiveness in the heart of those who have offended me and bring peace. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Spirit of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. I feel His presence. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by.
Oh, peace, peace. Yes, Lord. Wonderful peace. Let the peace of God come in. Hallelujah. From the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless pillows of love. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let that anger go. Oh, peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love hallelujah 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 <laughs> come on just bask in his presence spirit of anger I curse you in the name of Jesus. I command you to go by the power of Christ. Hurt, go in Jesus' name. I don't care what somebody has said to you or what they have done to you. Let it go right now in Jesus' name. Let it go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody something right now. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you allow someone that has said or done something to you to hurt you, you allow that person to control you. you. Hear what I just said? When you allow what someone has said and done something to you to hurt you, you've allowed them to take control of you. That's exactly what the devil wants. But the word of God said, give no place to the devil. Let it go in Jesus' name. You say, Pastor, you believe that? I know that to be true. The devil's worked in my life. There have been neighbors that I, I have lived by that have challenged me because I'm a minister. And it's been hard to love them and pray for them and to do right to them. But I've done it. And God has rewarded me for it and blessed me for it. Be ye kind one to another. Let it go in Jesus' name. Oh, dude, don't you feel the peace of God right now? I feel the peace of God in this place. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. I believe that spirit of anger has gone. It's not, it's not welcome here. It's not allowed back in here. Let it go in Jesus' name. Come on, give God praise in the house. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 